0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McKella. And how are you doing, Bren?
1: Hot. Yeah, Got it's a heat wave. Nice and summery out there. Oh, it's. I mean, maybe on the East Coast, it's a heat wave over here, and it's it's going to be a nice brisk 105 maybe on Wednesday. Like, good God. Yeah, it's you know, hey, it's a desert.
0: Yeah, no, I just see all the families swimming and everyone doing outdoor activities. I got a hike in earlier. That's not like me, but it feels
1: good. (laughs) I get uh, sunburned after being outside for 30 minutes, so uh, that is very much not on my radar.
0: Yeah, it felt good to get some vitamin D and some fresh air, but uh, as soon as I was back inside, I was like, "Woo!" No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for next year. Until next year. (laughs)
0: Exactly, but no, it's funny actually Uh, My wife is currently at the beach with her mom So she's getting some beach time in Uh, I'm doing some cat sitting uh, Holding down the fort here Got a really cool stream coming up later tonight I guess we're going to talk about that In fact, this is a video game podcast for anybody new I can't imagine we ever get new listeners But hey, if you're (laughs) one of them, thank you Uh, Thank you (laughs) Yeah, for real Uh, And if you're someone that's returned and been here since the beginning Oh my god, even more (laughs) thank you Holy shit Why? (laughs) Why? I don't think they exist, but it's fine. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do we want to talk about the games we've been playing? At least, I sure. know in previous weeks, we haven't been playing too much, but there's a lot of shit going on in the news. We got E3 happening right now, actually, as we're recording, um, and yeah. there was like that summer game fest stuff.
1: I looked at like the E3 schedule, and it's like, ah, on this day, here's this conference. Everything else is happening after you record, Brendan. Good luck being topical. It's like, well, all right, thanks, E3.
0: Yeah, that's so. our luck.
1: But, I mean, topical is always a very loose word with us anyway, so...
0: Yeah, our uh, E3 coverage is very loose.
1: <laughs> Here's the stuff we're interested in. If you exactly. want anything else, go to the real source. For real. Basically. Uh, but have you been playing anything new?
0: Uh Personally, no. No. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Wow, uh, I actually surprised. No, no, okay, so I lied. I remember on previous episode I brought up uh the Card Warriors for Dragon Ball Z Kakara. I mm-hmm. did I did dive into a stream of that and it was really actually pretty fun. Um I'm already, like, over it, though. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I played an online match and yeah, instantly, uh or actually a casual match. There's competitive versus casual. I queued up for a casual, and I'm like, let's just see what uh everyone else is like, because I, I didn't even go down the rabbit hole of, like, let me just really analyze the meta and build my own deck. I'm like, I'm going to go with the deck they gave me and maybe tweak it just a little bit and see how I do, and... They just kicked my ass. I knew it was. It, it was <laughs> sort of close, but uh, I knew I was going to lose in even in casual and any kind of online capacity. And I'm thinking to myself, God, if these casual players are that good, playing on, on competitive, I probably needed to be playing this since like this update dropped in October of 2020. So I'm super late to this whole of card warriors things, but they keep putting out new updates for it. It is really cool. I like it. There is like a sh- in store, like shop area where I'm like, Oh God, I do not want to spend money for platinum coins. So I could have card <laughs> sleeves and playing mats will. within the game. I won't though. Do- okay. So that's the you thing. Will. Like I was alluding to, I feel like I'm already done with it. I played a few matches. Uh, conceptually the game works really well and it's fun, fast paced, easy to understand, but. That's, like, where I kind of just, like, am done with it. I don't see myself playing it competitively. I'm sure there's a scene there. Actually, I'm not, because when I went (laughs) to queue up for another casual match, it, like, I just never found anybody. And I was like, what the fuck? I must have just got super lucky that first time. Like, the timing was just right. But then, ever since, I'm just having a tough time, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that makes sense. Like, how many people are actually playing Kakarot, let alone how many, like, of that subdivision of people are playing the Card Warriors game? So, to find online players, it's... Most likely going to be a challenge. I'm I'm over it, but I do like the idea of it, and I did, like I said, at least get around to trying it, and it is a lot of fun.
1: That's good. I mean, yeah, like when you said trying a card game, I was like, well, you're already you're already throwing a very niche net, and you're late to the game, so it's like, yeah, good luck. But I, yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath with that.
0: Yeah, no, it was cool though. Like I said, the concept and the way the games work, it's just like, yeah, bashing, uh, with like your energies against each other and trying to like take out the other opponent's HP. It, it yeah. just works really well. Um, it felt very familiar. I even going through the t- tutorials, I was like, oh, gosh, it seems like it's getting more and more complex. But after you play a few rounds, you're like, oh, all of this makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I recommend it. But again, I'm not going to get too lost in it. I'd much rather play the, physical Dragon Ball Z score game, which is even <laughs> more niche and something that I can't find an even actual real-life opponent. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my uh, predicament. But no, it is neat. Um, let me think if there was anything else I got around to playing. Um, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to be streaming it tonight. Tonight, after uh, the unboxing event, so uh, this is, we're recording this on Saturday the 12th. So you're already uh, late. Uh, there's no, a, yeah, there's VOD. You, watch the VOD. you can watch the vod exactly. Um, I'm opening a booster box for the Harry Potter trading card game of the expansion set Diagon Alley. Uh, should be a lot of fun. I've mentioned it on a previous episode. Um, we're gonna do 36 booster packs, which each have like 11 cards. It's gonna be wild. I can't God. wait. I'm hyping it up across like uh, the social medias of like my other podcast Renovate, the ABT Silence stuff. So we'll see how many people <laughs> hang out. Should be a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> That's like college tuition money right there.
0: God damn it! Right, <laughs> um, and then afterwards, once we wrap up, uh, I'm gonna be playing some Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on PlayStation One. So that's gonna be really interesting. Uh, hopefully, people stick around for that. But uh, boy, we're gonna hopefully just all laugh together at this how bad so it looks. Crunchy.
1: Yeah. Why do you Why would you buy a PS5 to buy a PS1 and PS2 games?
0: I don't I had this PS1 game for since the beginning. So this one has uh survived all of the yard sales and everything. Um so I even my wife was like, Where did you get that? Did you buy that? I'm like, no, this is <laughs> I threw country, that out. How'd you find it? It's my that childhood guy? copy. I can't believe it, it's still with me. So yeah. Uh and my PS2, I fired it up the other day. I was doing some testing. I'm like, it still works, so hopefully the stream goes smoothly and you can check out this VOD. <laughs> but Vegas uh yeah, Rose. I'm excited to see what kind of cards we pull and uh see PS1 Hagrid.
1: Oh god. Just this lumpy, low poly man. Exactly. Anything else going on?
0: Um, trying to think. Honestly, no. Uh not. I haven't even got much time to play too many uh, tabletop games either. Like as far as all yeah. the card games I'm in. So yeah, I've just been super busy. Uh, yeah, n- not really gaming.
1: I saw Fall Guys is getting a two B outfit from Near Automata, which is deeply concerning.
0: Yeah. Wait. Is that? Isn't she like? It's sexualized like a, or something
1: not not inherently but kind right. of right <laughs> it's like a gothic lolita like sort of outfit and just seeing that on like a weird bean person's like this is silly and wrong <laughs> so it's yeah very strange to see
0: I love the various, uh, possibilities of crossovers in Fall Guys, but one that they just did recently that did not work very well, in my opinion, was, uh, the Bomberman outfit. It it is more or less like the old school Bomberman. It's like, how do you fuck that up? But like, to me, I just, I don't like it. It just, and I feel like, there's certain outfits in the Fall Guys community that you could just be like, "Oh, if someone wears that, they're a toxic bean and they're going to x- grab you and be a total asshole." I feel like the Bomberman has like a do- uh, like completely taken on that uh new name. It's like, "Oh, if you see a Bomberman, look out, they might be a toxic bean." I could be wrong. But uh I just am not a fan of it. I guess I wanted the like a more new school Bomberman approach, but I guess nobody really wants that. It's more or less the I, old school all the way.
1: What's the last new Bomberman game you've ever seen? I I guess well, yeah, when I say new school, it's <laughs> ancient. Um uh, but yeah, it, and yeah. It is a little weird because Bomberman is is iconic design and like the outfit is Bomberman, you see that it's clearly Bomberman. But I never realized how much Bomberman's like body is like so narrow and thin compared to his yes, gigantic a gigantic head? Yes, a bean. Exactly. Yeah, so when it's all uniform, when the head is the same width as the body, it's like, huh, that looks weird.
0: It does not work for me, personally. Yeah. Um, and then, actually, there is some cool Fall Guys news that I'm like, I did sign an NDA. Am I allowed to talk about this? I can. Um, uh, if I, you signed an NDA, you can. not No, but not about, uh, like, I, I can I wouldn't mention- risk it. Hold on. It's not even... I can say that I'm a part of the group. Uh, I got an invite to the Board of Beans, a Fall, bu- a fall Guys a beta community... And I'm excited to play it, but the thing is, what I signed was I can't talk about any of the stuff I'm going to be playing for them. So that's like a double edged sword of being like, Oh, I'm a podcaster. I'm getting all access to the, all this early new stuff. I can't just go talk about it on the podcast until it's like available. So I'm going to have to keep my lips sealed, but, uh, no, uh, it's going to be exciting to be part of this board of beans. I, I didn't see that coming and I was actually popping around a couple of like my favorite fall guys streamers and like the twitch community being like did anybody else get this because like i just want to know how common of an occurrence it is and everyone i've asked did not and the only <laughs> way i think it worked for me was on a recent survey they had like a checkbox at the bottom like oh if you want a chance of being a beta tester click here or something and i did and i'm <laughs> sure everyone did so uh i'm just well, super blessed and i'm excited to see what comes of it
1: yeah you never know it might have been like People might have thought that was the opt-in for like the marketing spam emails, and just skipped over it. Right, that get, too. Yeah, maybe you just yeah. got real lucky. Yeah,
0: I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't expect that. So yeah, board of beans, here we come. I I know in the past they've given other previous beta testers like their own unique outfits. So like, for instance, mm. the previous beta yeah. testers were like wearing like a dummy or like a crash test dummy uh bean outfit. So I'm curious to see if we get a special one or not, but we'll see. Looking forward to playtesting some stuff for future seasons in that game.
1: <laughs> Looking forward to not being able to talk about that because NDAs I know, right? are
0: serious. F- oh, that's the thing. Yeah, I didn't sign an NDA saying I can't talk about the board of beans, but I can't talk about what I see in play.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. People at work who have been... <laughs> Blacklisted from the industry for breaking because it's like once you break your NDA, you're nothing safe. Oh, so your reputation's like, over. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So uh but that's cool. That's interesting. You'll you'll get the sneak preview of everything. See, you know, you'll be the guy complaining like, Ah, back in the beta, this was good, and then they fucked it up. <laughs> like I was with Overwatch.
0: Yep. But that's the problem. I see all sorts of leaks for Fall Guys, and I'm like, I wonder if these it's these people, like, they don't know me no, from shit from Shinola. Like, they could just be, like, hit, like, I don't know, I could be a someone that's just gonna, like, take this information and leak it, but I, I'm i not going to, because I respect the game and want to, like, see it pr- prosper.
1: The leaks you see out there are all, you know, are usually all fake, and it's a double-edged trap, because it's either people leaking stuff to try and get attention, be like, ah, I got the inside scoop, and they don't. Yeah. Or they're trying to bait people like you, who actually do have the inside scoop, to come out and correct and be like, "No, that's not true." It's <laughs> like, "All right, so you know what is true," and then they hound you. Uh huh. Because yes. I've had that happen with coworkers of like, "Nah, that's not happening in the show," and they're like, "Ah, so what is?" It's like, "All right, you got to write up in the morning because you got to talk to HR management." Like, yikes. So yeah. Any anything you're working on, if you have to sign an NDA, just don't. Talk, just nothing. Don't even go anywhere near online speculation for. Oh so.
0: man, please don't listen to this Fall Guys does. Mediatonic, <laughs> skip this episode. No, I'm just kidding. Skip all of the episodes. Yeah, that's a good point. I, they're doing that, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but how about you, Bren? What have you been playing?
1: Uh, not too much. Uh, still Binding of Isaac, still my wind down. I found the trick that it is to get the like secret characters I've been talking about, where you, you play through and you have to get a certain item to unlock a secret door to find like the alternate version of that character. Yeah. I found out the trick to it is you have to have a trinket, you have to leave it in a boss room, and then you continue on. Then when you ascend back up the basement, when you come back to that boss room with the trinket, that trinket turns into the key that you need to unlock the door. There's no way it tells you that in the game. There's no instruction about that in Finding of Isaac saying, like, this is how you do it. So I don't know how the hell anyone learns how to do that.
0: That's ridiculous. Besides
1: looking up online like I did. Because you're you're going through so many rooms and so many floors, there's no way I'm going to remember, like, ah, I left this trinket specifically here, and now this item is here. That must mean it turned into, like, there's so many variables with an Isaac run that you never know. So, the good news is, I I almost have all the characters anyway, so, like, I, I only need, like, two or three more that are actually feasible. But, also, like I said, I'm not trying to get them, but it's also just very easy to play for, like, 40 minutes to an hour if I just need to kill time. Hell yeah. Um, Besides that, though, I have gotten very much into Knockout City.
0: Okay, tell me about this game. I have only heard of the title, and I haven't even seen gameplay. But a lot of it seems very popular right now.
1: Yeah, so I think there was some sort of E3 is going on right now. So it clearly wasn't E3. But I think earlier in the year there was some sort of big release with EA. They did some sort of like uh, EA Direct or something like Nintendo does, and released. Their games and advertisement, what they're going to be doing the rest of the year. So this is a game that's with EA, which means it's on Origin for PC. Which means I had to dig through my old f- passwords and usernames to find out where the hell that one is because I have not touched Origin in years, maybe a decade plus. Yeah. I got, I'm not one of the guys that's like oh, the Origin's bought by a big China company. They're stealing our. I I don't care. I just it's easier to use Steam. I'm already on. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's it's simply just convenience. Yeah. I feel Um, that. So I found my old Origin, got into that. Uh, It's for every console, so it's for Switch, PS5, Xbox, whatever, uh, and PC. So you can get it on all of them, and there's cross-platform play. So you can play with anyone on all of them, which is fantastic. Um, It's got a little icon when people are on PC for, like, Origin, I guess, because the controls might be better, latency might be better with, you know, mouse and keyboard versus actual joysticks. Um, But yeah, so Knockout City is dodgeball I, imagine dodgeball but like uh Jetset radio universe and yeah it it seems like it like it seems like it's relying on music or music is a big part of the theme in the game like the narrator is like a dj and stuff and talking about like all the you know it's very much akin to just radio with the DJ, the DJ in that one. I forget his name.
0: Yeah, DJ Professor K.
1: Professor K, yeah. So it feels, feels very reminiscent of that. The style bears are very reminiscent of that. A lot of graffiti, a lot of neon colors and stuff.
0: The logo of just like the Knockout City artwork reminds me of JSRF for sure.
1: Yeah, so it really feels like that. The music's pretty disappointing though. Like it feels like the music would be a huge part of the game. And it's not bad, but like I... I never really hear it. I have it turned out, but it's never, It nothing sticks to me. It just sounds like generic, high energy, electronic, like music to like play a game to, and nothing sticks out. Right. So, so I've been playing it like constantly with the Jetset Radio soundtrack, because it's, it fits so perfectly. It's hell so Hell yeah, Jetset
0: Radio f- soundtrack's flawless. I love it so much.
1: And Jetset Radio, the devs behind that made Lethal League Blaze, which has a very similar soundtrack, which is Wall Ball, which is basically just dodgeball one-on-one. Yeah. So like, yeah. it, already fit which is probably why I think it works so well with it. So That's like, funny. it just matches perfectly. Uh but for anyone that doesn't know Knockout City, uh, it had a trailer with the EA like conference thing and the trailer was horrendous. It was like it was them essentially interviewing characters from other video games, like a football player, a pixie from a fantasy game, a Call of Duty soldier guy and all these random characters and they were saying that they play Knockout City. And it was like, it was trying to appeal to everyone of like, look, all of these different game genres are playing this game, which means you can, and it just, it was a really bad trailer commercial.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a swing and a miss. I i would have been like, uh, go back to the writing board and come up with yeah. something better.
1: <laughs> it was clear this was made by like the marketing team, like, ah, oh, we'll be clever. And they're just sniffing their own ass. So like, everyone is really turned off by this trailer and be like this, it looks like the game kind of looks all right, but like, I don't know what they're trying to sell us on. Right. And then the game actually came out. The trick is, uh, so you play the game, and it's like an online uh, multiplayer game. You have ranks. So, like, I think Rocket League has ranks, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of got levels and uh, Fall Guys, like Overwatch, you got those. Um, so, like, any online game, you have ranks. Up to rank 25, is free. So, you can just get the game downloaded. It. It's not like a demo. It's not like a limited release sort of thing. You're not cut out of certain stuff. It's just the full game. And then at rank 25, you have to buy the rest of the game to keep playing. Oh,
0: wow. It. Interesting. What That's a unique model.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's not even like a demo. It's like, you got the game, and you got a decent amount of time to play it and find out if you like it. Like, you level up pretty quick. When you're playing the game, there's, like, contracts, which are just bonuses. Like, catch a ball perfectly ten times in a row, or, you know, knock out an uh, uh, enemy team, like, ten times or something. And they're just achievements. And if you get those, you get uh, bonus experience. So with those you can level up pretty quick, but otherwise like twenty five is a good amount of like it's a good amount of time to get right. a feel for this game. Um, so yeah, it's dodgeball. It's the basic mode is three v three, two teams play against each other. Uh, you throw a ball, you catch it, you throw it back, trying to hit the person. One unique mechanic is uh, if you don't have a ball, your teammate can turn into a ball and throw them. And if it hits the enemy team, it's an instant knockout. Like, you have two hearts. So if you hit once, you're still good. If you get hit twice, you're out. And you just respawn five seconds later, but it counts as a point for the enemy team. But if you hit an enemy with your teammate, that takes out two hearts. That's an instant kill. If you charge up your teammate long enough, you throw them up in the sky, and it's like a bomb drop. And the player can control where they drop, and it explodes like in an AoE shot.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, So
1: that's like the most unique mechanic of it. you, You can tackle like you can dash and tackle you can run um you can do different jumps so you do a regular jump and then the double jump is uh, two different buttons you can either like pirouette like spin or you can do like a front flip the cool thing about these are is a you get the double jump which is very convenient for movement but if you do one of these jumps and then throw the ball immediately after it puts that twist on the ball so if you do a forward flip and then throw to the ball, it'll go. It'll be a lob, and it'll go like overhead, like with a huge arc. Yeah. And if you do like a pirouette and spin and then throw the ball, it'll do this huge curve on the ball that'll come from like way outside of the right or left side and then come back in. And huh. that I didn't know that at first, and that's like a massive game changer because you can, yeah that's a, you can hook around corners really nasty with a curve shot.
0: <laughs> nice. Um,
1: but yeah, so there's different game modes too. There's three v three, which is a standard one. Uh, There's 4v4 uh, ball brawl where there's no actual balls. All the players have to be a ball. So it's like two people are actually playing and then two people are the balls or you trade off. Um, There's coin hoarders where there's uh, first team to eight coins wins and both teams get like seven or six coins. And if you hit the other person, if you knock them out you can take their coins. Um, So there's a few different game modes already. Um, And then there's already a ranked match like you know, where you get different ranks and fight against people of similar skill level. I played it a bit. I was like, yeah, this is pretty fun. And I played it a little more. I'm like, yeah, this is real fun. And then I played it with, like some friends last night. I'm like, fuck, this is my Overwatch replacement. Like I'm just yeah. gonna get I'm just gonna get dodge balls deep into this one. And it's just like oh, it's fun. It's it's simple to understand. Like the controls are pretty clear. And once you get the hang of it of like shooting, passing, doing a fake out, and then hitting them and stuff it's pretty quick to understand and then it's clear there are some players that are better like it's like wow this guy's really good but like it even people that aren't that great still it still seems pretty balanced it's not a huge discrepancy in skill level so like i don't want to say like oh it's easy to understand and hard to master it's like no it's kind of easy to master too it's just fun as hell um that's the point yeah, so I've been playing that, and I think they said they already have, like, 5 million people in the world, like, worldwide playing it, which is great numbers for a new game, a new IP. Um, the developers of it were saying they are playing games with other people, and they are already getting hustled from people. So they're the developers. They made the game. They know the game the best. And they play, like, two rounds against this other team, and they're like, wow, we're beating them really bad. And then the third and final round, the other team would just kick it up into, like, 10th gear and just destroy the developers and be like... We just got hustled. Like, how the hell did you get hustled at your own game? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sure enough, it's real fun. There's different special balls. So there's a moon ball, which is low gravity. So when you jump, you can jump higher with it and fall slower. And if you hit an enemy with it, they'll like float too. Uh, so disorientate them. Uh, there's a sniper ball, which if you charge up, you, can, if it go to a full charge on somebody and lock in on them, you shoot it and it's super fast. Uh, That one's probably my least favorite because it zooms in when you're locked onto a person and it narrows your field of view so you can't see what's going on around you as well. So that one sucks in my opinion. Um, A bomb ball which you throw and it explodes, which is fun in just a casual match, but against ranked players who know how to use the bomb ball, it's super dangerous because they just hold it until the last second and then throw it and it explodes. Or a multi-ball where you get three balls at once and you can just pass to your teammates or just pelt them at the other team. It's, like I said, pretty simple to understand. It takes, like, probably two or three games to really get a good feel for it and not just be overwhelmed by the, the color and the speed of, like, the gameplay.
0: Right. I think Overwatch is even more intimidating oh, in yeah. that o- regard. O- but Overwatch like- is
1: much worse with that because every, yeah. every character is unique. This, exactly. Everyone plays the same uh, game style mechanics yeah
0: exactly no this game looks pretty easy to follow i do love this art style and everything and yeah i can see this growing in popularity uh i'd be curious to see like if they're make like a knockout city 2 or if they just continue to improve this one and that was a question i had for you is have you hit rank 25 yet do you intend on buying this game
1: yeah so i I downloaded it last weekend played it a bit and i'm like all right, i'm only level 5 now played it a bit more i got to like uh i think like level rank 22 uh yesterday beginning of yesterday i was at rank 22 and i played with a coworker and i played with some friends until like 3 a.m and now i'm ranked 49
0: oh my god
1: so within one day i went 27 ranks so like i bought it You like this game yeah apparently <laughs> I like, this game. like i was playing it with a coworker. i was like ah fuck it and I logged out and i just bought the game and downloaded it and logged back in and like topped yep. in with it uh, he was playing it on the switch he seemed to pick it up pretty well like he's not like he's not like the extreme intense gamer and stuff, and stuff but like he was doing great he was doing fine so like i guess even on the switch it it plays well i'd be worried about the drift though like i know my joy con was drifting last time i played it so right that would definitely be a big concern
0: well the fact that it's already crossplay too that's cool
1: yeah cross play on everything so yeah you can see who's playing on an origin otherwise i don't think there's really an indicator uh but yeah i bought it it's fun as hell it's definitely got like a fortnight feel to it both aesthetically and like with the game shop there's a built-in game shop because of course there's built-in currency into it or in-game currency for microtransactions so every day the store changes there's like 10 or so items and everyday it changes to su- kind of incentivize you like oh buy it now while you can don't save up sort of thing
0: yeah that's common
1: yeah, I feel like I some Fall Guys now too, or. Yep, totally. Yeah, so I feel like Fortnite did it and everyone was like, oh, that's working. That's the model to go off of. So I'm not crazy about that, but also you get enough money and I'm not, I'm never gonna microtransaction this because there's definitely some stuff that are cool, but because if I had the full library to choose from and could be like, ooh, I really like this and it's, I, I can buy it at any time I want, maybe I'd pay for it, but because i'm relying on what the store has that day I, I don't think i'll ever spend the money though i can see that being the other side where it's like ooh, this is only here for this day and i really want it you gotta buy it now if you if you don't think you're gonna earn the in-game currency quick enough to get it right. exactly. so exactly i think that's the incentive but i don't i don't care uh they give you a good amount of customization even just from the very beginning so even though there's like the default stuff, you come across a good variation of them. So there's never like the generic, you know, Minecraft Steve like for the seventh hundredth time. Like people can really change around stuff. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's fun. You can play with a team. You can get a group together. You can get a crew together, which is like a group is only as many players are on a team. A crew is you know like a like a league or a guild or a, you know just an overarching group of friends who all want to be in the same crew, and so you can team up whenever. And there's a crew specific achievements you can get to get experience for everybody which is cool so yeah it's just the trailer sucked and i think it just really lost steam or any interest in this game and then once it came out and people were playing it especially with the free up to level 25 people could get a hands on it and it's one of those games where it's like uh, if a buddy gets you into it and you have someone to play with regularly it's like 10 times more fun so yeah yeah, I think once it came out, it's doing great, but I think all the marketing for it kind of <laughs> was shooting itself in the foot.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, it's funny when you have a game that's actually good, but you can't market it the right way. But I'm yeah. watching some gameplay right now, and there's, like, this one map that has, like, these hamster tubes. That's amazing. It looks like it just, like, kind of sucks you up like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the, like a the, vacuum.
1: Like Futurama. Um Yeah. Yeah, so there's like four or five maps. I'm not sure exactly. There's not many you rotate between them, but it's not that bad. One is yeah, the the one is that one is a parking structure, or that's the you know, theme of it. But you know, it, it's just crazy shapes and stuff. Um, and yeah, that spe- the special feature of that one is yeah, the tubes can get you across a map instantly. Um, but it's only you can only go in the tube one way, so you can't just jump out of a tube and then jump back up. It just there's only one entrance and one exit for it. Right um oh one of the specialty balls is a jail ball which is just or a cage ball when you throw it it'll if it hits the opponent it'll force them into a ball and they can't get out for like 10 seconds and during that time you can just pick them up and throw them off the ledge of the map and that counts as a kill um so between like the specialty balls and the different maps uh one map is a train station if you get hit by the train you die instantly uh, one is like traffic. There's like a, cars running around. The cars don't kill you, but they'll bump you and drop your ball if you get hit by them. Uh, another is a construction yard, which has like different moving platforms and like holes in the center of the map, which I hate. But it, you know, it really, you know, each map is pretty unique and it really adds a lot. Um, nice. Yeah, it's just fun as hell. Yeah, like I said, I was playing until three a.m. last night, and I did not plan on it. Um, a friend of mine's been playing it for a good a bit, so he's further than me in like ranked matches. And then a friend of ours uh, that we teamed up with is way higher in rank than me. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't play any of rank. So I was like essentially unranked, like low level bronze. And I think it goes bronze, silver, gold, platinum. And then it goes into like gem colors. So then it goes like r- emerald, ruby, sa- or emerald. Yeah. Ruby, sapphire diamond, maybe. So I was unranked. I, I, played like one or two ranked matches and that was it and I had my fun and I teamed up with this other person who was like Emerald three I was like "Uh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is night and day difference of like the casual mode with low-level people and like the ranked mode with high people like yeah like I still we still we lost pretty much every round we won the last one and we called it the night we you know, left on a high note um but it was still pretty much neck and neck. It was still like there was never a complete blowout even in the high ranking mode. So it wasn't just like 10 to 0 like every time we're getting shit canned. Like even even though we were clearly out like skilled but even though they're better players than us, we still were able to put up a decent fight like 8 to 10 or like 9 to 10 and stuff and like won some rounds but not the match. So like I said, like it's quick to understand and it's Kind of quick to master, but there definitely is a skill level, like a skill gap. Um, but it's nuts; it's it's crazy. I'm surprised how deep I've gotten into this so fast, like in just in a week.
0: Yeah, but, man, that's exciting. Though it's good to have an Overwatch replacement and uh, see a, a, a new IP uh, take off as as much as this is.
1: There's only really been plenty of other dodgeball games, but this one's it's just they're doing it one thing that's kind of unique to it is it kind of auto aims for you. So when you're charging a ball, it will kind of lock in on the nearest enemy, which is both very convenient and also kind of a hindrance at times. Uh, So like with the sniper ball, that one really sucks because you're zoomed in on that person and uh, it sticks with them even if they run behind cover. So you have to like either drop the charge or like break the camera really hard to get it off of them and stuff. So there's certainly spots where they can like fit. Like I think they'll patch or fix or change um, but yeah, more or less, it's, it's just a real solid, like fun competitive game, which I'm sure people are going to get super toxic and ultra competitive with it. I already saw people teabagging other people with, um, you can't crouch, but like I said, you can turn up, you can roll up into a ball at any time. So if mm-hmm. someone gets knocked out, someone rolls up into a ball, like over and over and over again, like essentially teabagging them.
0: God damn like, it. I
1: was like, Oh, cool. Horrible, toxic, competitive people. This is why I don't play these games anymore. Um, but I think the best solution is a way around the toxicity of like competitive online chats. They don't have one. You can't talk to people. If you want to talk to someone, get discord. If you don't want to talk to them, done. Yeah. Uh, I think there is in-game voice chat, but like all online games, I've turned that off immediately. So it's just like, you get a taunt, you get like a built-in little like expression. You can just spam if you want and some of them are like, boo-hoo, you lost. And some of them are like, woohoo, I won. Like, you know, t- just stuff like that. Yeah. People spamming, that's probably the most toxic you can get. And it's like, you know what? That's fine. Clearly, we can't handle communicating online anymore. So just take it away entirely. <laughs> so, yeah. Works for me. Yeah. But if you're playing with friends and you just hop in a Discord call and, like, voice chat with each other. I think there is voice chat in-game, but it's... I don't know how good it is. I never used it.
0: Gotcha. You know?
1: But, yeah, it's just fun as hell. And like I said... You get the 25 levels for free. It's 20 bucks total. You can get the deluxe edition for 30 bucks, but that's just like, you know, e- epic store exclusive skins and like hundred more hollow dollars or whatever the currency is in the game. It's like the deluxe version's not worth it. Right. But for 20 bucks, like I already got my time worth. I don't know how long I've been playing because the steam isn't keeping track of it because I think it's on origin. So steam says I only have an hour and a half in it. I played at least for six hours yesterday, so I know that's not true right but, yeah it's it's just fun as hell and you get um you can get three different characters you can customize with so like all the styles are different cosmetic stuff you can get um all the stuff is cosmetic there's nothing skill-based at all. you know pay to win it's all cosmetics changes that's good and you get three characters you can change between so if you know if you got a lot of different outfits you want to try out but you only have one character you can't use them all but now you got three you can just swap between like, between matches and stuff, so... Okay. That's a nice feature. Uh, but, yeah, it's fun as hell, and that's probably gonna be a, the main thing I'm playing for a while.
0: Nice, dude. Yeah, I gotta get around to giving it a try, especially knowing it's free. I'll see if I get to rank 25 or not. But, yeah, thanks free for letting Free and crossplay, yeah. Dude, super cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... But Alright, I guess that leads us to what's going on in the news, and it's been a pretty insane week. We're in the middle of E3 as we speak, so not all of it's done yet, but uh, we'll talk about what we have heard. In fact, before we go into E3, I was uh, tuning into a stream covering Amazon's Prime Gaming and Summer Game Fest. Uh, Ugh. yeah, it was it was okay. They dude, they just really were trying hard. I do too. It was weird. Uh, the they had Kojima, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, they had Weezer perform. It was like y'all oh, are yeah. really just like trying hard to just be like, look how cool are we? Yeah,
1: exactly. L- look how much uh, money we have to advertise instead of actually caring for our employees. 100%. Amazon.
0: Yeah, and honestly, uh, I remember in some of the chat, people were like, "Man, Weezer's old now." It's like, yeah, no kidding. Um,
1: <sighs> yeah, I had a weird. Because I I love Weezer growing up, I still have it on my iPod and stuff, still listen to. Him. And you posted like a uh, the game that they're associated with, or they did the theme song for. Yep. And you're just like, oh man, I don't, I hate Weezer. And I looked at it, I listened to it, and I was like, ah, he's not wrong. <laughs> listening to it, and I was like, I was like, I like Weezer, but this sucks.
0: Yeah, no, a lot of people are just sad to see uh, where they've gone in recent years, but it is what it, it is. Uh, yeah, um, but the one thing that stood out to me from that showcase was the world premiere of the game Elden Ring. It looks like yeah. a Souls-like from, from, from Software. software. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? That game looks insane. And it looks like something we all have like always wanted. Like, Sure, there's dragons and Dark Souls, but it's not like what it looks like we're going to experience in Elden Ring. It's like, this is like, I don't know. I'm excited. The, that trailer just totally got me hooked.
1: It feels more like English Anglo-Saxon, like Yes. Viking-ish, like sort of fantasy medieval. Which, yeah. Which what, Dark Souls that's... always is kind of like touched on, but like I don't know. You can t- clearly tell there's this has a different feel to it. More I don't know. You, you see, there's a horse in it, at least, so you can summon a horse and ride it. So it's like maybe a big open world you can explore rather than just like linear dungeons and castles and stuff. Yeah. Um, I you could easily just say like, hey, is Dark Souls four? Like aesthetically, be like, yeah, okay, because Dark Souls always has had varying degrees of similar aesthetics and designs between each of them. Yep. But you but you know, fans of the series could definitely pinpoint like just from a screenshot, like, oh, that's Dark Souls 3. Oh, that's Demon Souls. Oh, that's you know, Bloodborne. Like right away. Oh Bloodborne's very unique. But um, yeah. But yeah, this one's definitely got a got a different style to it, which makes it stand out a little bit. But yeah, even just some of the gameplay stuff they've shown is kinda like, oh, that's that's not in a Dark Souls game. They're they're changing stuff up and Up to this point, Elden Ring's been like a myth because they announced that they were making it years ago and they've shown nothing since. And this is the first big reveal. Everyone's like losing their mind of like, holy shit, it's really being made and it looks great.
0: Well, it's funny that's the reaction when they told us they were doing it. But regardless, uh, this does look really cool. Um, I yeah, as I was watching that premiere, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is Dark Souls four, isn't it? And when it came out as Elden Ring, like its own little uh, standalone game, I think this will be another one that's going to take us by surprise. Where like you know, like how people are still playing Bloodborne to this day, like it doesn't have to be Dark Souls. It could be its own game, (laughs) and I think this is going to be another one that just like uh, takes the world by storm.
1: Bloodborne's like. Dark Souls 2.5, and I think Elden Ring's gonna be like Dark Souls three point five. Like right. they're pretty similar, but also the things that they have in common are what people like. So they're just changing other stuff, which people don't necessarily hate, but are fine with it being changed. So like it seems like a lot of core gameplay and combat stuff is the same, which is what keeps people coming back. And yeah. The Souls game, Bloodborne, all those they're not meant to be roguelikes, but people are playing them like roguelikes. Of just oh yeah, doing new runs, trying to break stuff, or find the weirdest combinations and stuff. And people are still doing it to this day. It's like I don't, I don't know what From Software is doing, but they're doing it right. And like they, they're gonna keep digging into that well. You know, it's worried about flooding your ne- own niche market, like Telltale Games did, and like Don't Nots kind of doing right now. Right, and it's like, nah, they're all good. Like all these From Software games are good. I played Dark Souls. I played Demon Souls and Dark Souls Two. I think were the only ones I played. Um, ah, and, uh, Dark Souls Two. <laughs> Dark Souls Two is apparently supposed to be like the worst one by it the is. community stand. I liked it. I thought it was great. Which it's goes fine. to show you, as the worst one, it's still pretty damn good. So like, it is. that goes to show you, like even if they're all the same, people are still loving these games and eating them up. So like, hell yeah, this is gonna be great. Uh, of course, like any game, that happens with the tri- uh, showcase. Uh, people saw just a weird little creature in the trailer and latched onto it. And now it's like an internet favorite. It's a little like pot person. It's like, it's like a ceramic pot with like arms and legs and people God are like obsessed it. with it and drawing fan art of it already. And, like, I love my new pot son. It's like, it's kind of cute. Like it shouldn't be, but like it kind of is. It's <laughs> so. like I found
0: my pot smoking pot. It's like, no,
1: <laughs> I put all my weed in my pot. Uh, but it's just, like, a little critter that people see as, like, not scary, and they're just like, well, I'm latching onto this for everything I have dear to me. Yeah, it's so. like
0: those, uh, I can't even think, what are they called, Porgs or something in the Star Wars universe, when, like, the, oh, the yeah. la- latest trilogy came out, like, everyone, they were all the rage.
1: They were just Puffins with weird heads, because, they, they couldn't get the Puffins offset, so they're just, like, CGI a new head onto them, boom, an yeah, alien. There you go. Which is true to Star Wars fashion, <laughs> just put a weird head on it.
0: But yeah, that was what stood out to me as far as that whole uh, game release and premieres and stuff. They did also have Death Stranding Director's Cut and Jurassic World Evolution 2. Um,
1: Eh. Death Stranding really came out swinging and just missed every mark. uh, Considering how much hype it had behind it and Kojima and stuff, it's just like, some people really liked it. Most of the people didn't get it, and it just felt like a weird tech demo more than a game itself, which that's Kojima. It's, it's similar to Star Wars. First three Star Wars movies, Lucas had to work with his team and was kind of restrained by Stump. It's like, cool, this is great. Next uh, trilogy of Star Wars, Lucas was free reign and everyone's like, this kind of sucks. Maybe Lucas isn't that great. And it kind of feels the same way with Death Stranding and Kojima. Of like, maybe he needs a little restraint. He needs a little guidelines and stuff, not full control.
0: Right, and well, what it seems like they're really relying heavily on is just like uh, Kojima's... Uh- resume because like this director's cut the the trailer they showed was just norman reed is jumping into a box which was like paying homage to uh metal Metal gear solid Solid. so like yeah i feel like what's this director's cut actually have that's going to be interesting other than uh kojima sucking his own dick i don't really know
1: (laughs) i'd argue with that but that's a man's made a career out of that so it's (laughs) cool he's doing something right i guess but yeah i don't think the dlc is going to bring back anyone who was like either neutral or lukewarm on death stranding like there are some people who are really into it and it's for them and no one else so like if you weren't thrilled about Death stranding or you didn't really care about it i doubt the dlc is going to do anything new
0: right that's where i'm at with it but hey for the people that it's definitely for you enjoy there you go how about what's going on in e3 though i honestly haven't even seen any showcases i've been sleeping
1: we've I think today's only been Ubisoft, so we don't have a ton from E3 specifically, but like the Amazon Game Fest and stuff, there's been other stuff releasing around E3. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, it's the time for good marketing and SEO to be picked up for like video game news and stuff. So even if you're not part of E3, now is when all the studios are releasing info anyway. Um, Among Us is getting an update. Hey, new maps, they're doing new colors, they're doing new roles. So now there's a security officer who can uh, eject people without a unanimous, vote from everybody. Or a scientist who can test the blood work to find out who's actually an imposter or not. Uh so that adds an interesting element and makes it more ultimate One Night Ultimate Werewolf or Secret Hitler where people have specific roles rather than are all the same. Uh so that's a little interesting. I mostly bring it up because they're actually implementing the hide and seek mode that players made themselves. And which me and my friends have been playing a lot because with some of these maps it's it's hard to play Among Us with only one imposter. So you can have one imposter and five crewmates, but then it's kind of easy to tell who it is. And as soon as you phone them out, the game's over. Uh, but if you have seven players, you can have two imposters and that changes the game entirely. Right. But we only have six players. So, like, until uh. we find someone, it's like this kind of, this, like, single imposter mode kind of sucks. It's, it's tough to do, uh, especially for all my friends who have the unfortunate, ta- uh, unfortunate, um, composition of not being able to lie very well and me who is a chronic narcissistic liar um so uh, i anytime i'm the imposter i usually end up winning and anytime anyone else is the imposter they usually get caught so it's just very one-sided it feels uh but for anyone who doesn't know hide and seek mode is essentially player made mode that's now being made official and what it is is one person is the imposter you Tell who you tell who the imposter is right away. If you aren't, you say who you are, and the imposter's field of vision is reduced to the smallest it can be. So it's just like a little circle around them, and everything else on screen is black. And then the uh, survivors uh, all have the widest field of vision, so they can see everything at all times. And it's basically the the imposter running around trying to kill anyone that it can run across and see. Immediately, while everyone else is trying to run around and get their task done, and hope they don't get within range of the imposter. Right. So it's like it's like putting a blindfold on someone and then playing tag, and the blindfolded person's ta- it. I see. So uh, it's it's kind of it seems like a weird premise, especially for that game. But like once you play, it's like th- no, this is actually kind of fun, and like it gets tense because sometimes they put they trap you in a room where there's only one you know one way out because the imposter can escape through vents and has a lot more mobility options. But survivors don't. So if you're in a room with one exit and the imposter runs in, you kind of got to juke them and like bob and weave around them and just hope they don't hit the kill button when they come across you. Damn. So it's actually pretty fun, especially for you know six players or a single imposter round. Um, so it's cool to see that they're actually taking that fan made idea and game mode and implementing it really into the game.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's great.
1: Uh, what else? I think this was at the Game Fest announcement, but. Uh, metal slug for anyone who remembers that game series yeah
0: i yeah i did see this one
1: metal slug coming back as like a tactics game so like an isometric top-down grid-based tactics game
0: dude so. that trailer kicked actual ass like it was insane oh, yeah. like i was hooked in it i'm like i'm not even a metal slug fan but like now i want to try this game out
1: metal slug was a back in the day like side-scrolling 'em like arcade game really fun really great games and this is right up there with Streams of Rage. Like, I'm just really happy to see this, you know, property still existing. Coming back with a new game, not just, like, a remake and, you know, a, of a remaster of the old games and stuff. And, like, hey, here's a new property or new idea for an existing property you love. And it looks good. I'm not the biggest tactics fan. Um, I'm kind of dumb and not great at strategizing stuff. But, like, this looks fun as hell. So, like, if, you're, if you've been missing Metal Slug, you want to scratch that itch, here, here comes a new one. And it looks great. Hell yeah. Uh, What else? Oh, the Ubisoft Showcase. We get into that. That's the only E3 one that's been out so far today. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction. I guess Rainbow Six Siege is still going on. I guess they're making more stuff. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) If you're into it, you're getting more content. Uh, Rocksmith. It is Rocksmith Plus now. So, you know, they're coming up with new ideas how to teach people to play guitar while making it into a video game. So...
0: It's just so weird to me that that even ever took off because you have to buy the peripheral like game controller of like that guitar that you're learning on and then yeah. from there buy an actual starter guitar to lo- yeah. start learning the guitar. So it's just like, it seems like you're buying extra stuff when you could just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy a guitar and learn how to play it the old-fashioned way. But, th- but you can't gamify that.
1: Can't gamify that. But then you also got to buy all the songs individually on Rocksmith as well.
0: Oh, f- extra fuck that.
1: Or like it's like Rock Band and uh, Guitar Hero so if You had to buy like either bundles of the songs or. I mean, it comes with a large amount of songs, but if right, you it'd want, be like, oh,
0: here's like the classic rock pack or something yeah, like that.
1: Aerosmith, and that, all that
0: sucks though too, because I'm such like a weird music nerd that I There's like all niche. the super obscure, yeah. that is definitely not going to be available.
1: So no, nah, uh. you won't get those. Um, but yeah, they're gamifying Rocksmith again, and they're like in the conference, they're like, Rocksmith with a huge success. I was like, was it though? What? I don't know anyone that played. Was it? No. So but uh, clearly enough for Ubisoft to put more money into a sequel. Um, the funny thing though, is with the trailer or with the E3 streams, um, I was watching an, like other streamers stream over top of it, kind of just giving their commentary while watching it. And the thing with that is they've noticed that that's popular and with the pandemic, that's the easiest way to do it. It's just embrace the streams. Like, Embrace streaming the conferences and embrace streamers streaming over top of the conferences and are going to be doing that live commentary stuff to it. Um, and because Twitch has to DMCA the living Christ out of everybody with music and copyrighted stuff with these E3 streams, they were providing de- like royalty free music over top of all of the trailers so that people streaming on top of it wouldn't be DMCA'd. The problem with that, though, is it seemed like it was done after the fact. It wasn't built into the trailers that the they were showcasing. So it seemed like they were doing a live switch where someone was on a mixing board, like off camera, cutting the feed from the trailers and then playing the music over top of it. Because there was like voiceovers that you would not hear with the copy, with the royalty-free music. And it would bleed over into other... Like, when the trailer ended, the song would still be playing as the hosts were talking, and it'd be switching back. So, like, it seemed like it was being done live and not well.
0: (laughs) So You know some intern is, like, definitely, like, panicking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: that was me. I used to be that intern. God damn it. Um, Because people who watch the official, like, Ubisoft stream or E3 stream and get the full audio and what is actually being, like, talked about and voiceover with... But if you're watching another streamer talk over it, they had the, like, secondary audio. And the funny thing with Ubisoft is they had this royalty-free song that they made up, I guess, specifically for these E3 streams. They were using it for Rocksmith. So then the official stream, they are playing, like, Rolling Stones songs or, like, Beatles songs or something very iconic. And then in a streamer stream, they were playing... The song they made up for the trailer. yeah,
0: oh my god! But they
1: use that song on a number of game trailers, so it was the same song over and over and over again.
0: Holy crap! Because they that's clearly disorienting. Only,
1: they clearly only pay for one song, and it did not jive well with all of the games' themes and like tones of the games. No, that, that would
0: be so bizarre. I'd feel like yeah. I'm in the twilight zone, being like, "Wait, what?" Every single trailer has the same song, and not imagine not knowing that.
1: Yeah. So, like, they're, with the Rocksmith, they're doing, like, the killers or something. And it's like, they had a very killer sounding band make a song for this. It's like, all right, this works for Rocksmith. And then, like, every other trailer, it's like, this doesn't really fit. This feels kind of weird. And yeah, it just was really weird and funny. And, um, at one point, we'll also talk about that. At one point, uh, during the Ubisoft conference, they showcased a movie trailer. Ubisoft's yeah, wait, making a what? movie now.
0: Yeah. And why would you? During E3 showcase that, that's just like pl- paying to have Wizard play like during like a gaming premiere.
1: It's Just like yeah. you guys are just
0: flexing in a weird way. I I don't need this.
1: So it's Ubisoft is it in like collaborations with this movie called Werewolves Within. And I think this is supposed to be a one-night ultimate werewolf the movie. Hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know, One Night Ultimate Werewolf is a whodunit game. Uh you all get a role, you look at your cards like during the course of the night you flip back over you wake up someone's the werewolf slash traitor and you have to try and deduce who it is within the group it's a deduction game kind of like among us yeah and i think this is a movie based off of that because the trailer feels very like it feels like clue it was a whodunit like murder mystery but like with a werewolf it feels like um and it feels kind of campy but it feels like they're also trying to put a horror element to it without being a werewolf and they had this like Killer sound, like the killers sounding music playing over top of it, like this one song playing over top of it again. It's like, this feels really tone deaf and weird. So it's like, I don't, like, I know why they made up their own song, but like, you couldn't afford to maybe change it up or, yeah, maybe play
0: out. A couple. Yeah. Playing
1: out what you're going to showcase and have matching sounds to it. Like, but even then, like, like I said, they had voiceover in the trailers, but they had no voiceover playing with the DMC. So it's like, they're just showing pretty much a, like a silent trailer with no context so it's like i i don't know what the narrator's talking about i hope it's this cuz i don't know what game i'm watching or like how it you know, if there's online support or this or that or the features of it so it's like this is weird and clunky but eh sounds like ubisoft sounds like ubisoft that's why they go first god damn uh, it what else is there riders republic dirt bike snowboarding extreme sports uh base jumping flight suit flying game ubisoft does all these uh this one just seems like you can do a lot of the games in the same mode so it looks like some people are doing flight suit stuff flying through a canyon while some people were mountain biking through the canyon below them oh nice Uh, so so it kind of seems cool if it has a big community to play or it might be good for a streamer if you can play with people viewing you right and it, it seems like this could be a cool game. It's, it's, there are snowboarding elements that definitely remind me of like 1080 or SSX Tricky, where it's like, ooh, I haven't played a good snowboarding game in a while. That'd be fun. But it seems like this is definitely going to be dependent on the community. And it's like, if you don't have a ton of people playing this at all times, it might die pretty quick. So we'll see. That makes sense. Uh, what else is there? Far Cry 6. They showed more of that with uh, Gustavo, uh, or sorry, uh, Juan Carlos Esposito as the main villain in this one. Gus from. Uh, breaking bad oh nice once again the villain looks good that seems to be the only thing carrying far cry games these days is just a very movie-esque villain like a, a well-known actor playing the villain in the game it's like everything else just seems like standard far cry so like eh. Uh, assassin's creed valhalla instead of a new assassin's creed game they're just expanding on valhalla i guess it did well enough that they're just going to keep going with that timeline okay so it's assassin's creed valhalla the siege of paris So I guess the Vikings invaded Paris at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know history. I'm dumb. I play video games.
0: I feel like they didn't know history either until they needed an idea for their game. They're like, okay, we'll just go with that.
1: Well, I played a lot of those games. They didn't know history then either. Uh, A lot of it. It, Like the first two games tried to be like historically accurate. And then like very quickly it just became aliens. The Da Vinci Code. And it's like, all right, I see we all gave up here. Yep.
0: Works Um, for me. It's a uh, video game.
1: They also showcase a bit of Avatar, you know, that James Cameron Avatar movie that was supposed to be this gigantic trilogy that everyone was obsessed with, but no one really gives a shit about. Apparently, they're making a game of it.
0: You want to know why? Because apparently Avatar 2 comes out in 2022. It's been in the works for like a billion years.
1: I guarantee you it will not do as well as the first Avatar because Christ, who cares about it anymore? Like
0: That's the problem, though. Like, the first one did so well, It's it's got like such a i don't know it's the weight too it's just we'll see if it There's does supposed to be a,
1: a theme park for it too like. that's what i
0: mean even in a disney one when we went for our honeymoon there was like a whole like section avatar Pandora. area yeah i was yeah. like this movie's like 10 years old already
1: it's also not that good it's just dances with wolves but on an alien planet yeah the, the story the plot has been done a thousand times yeah no i felt it's, like
0: it was very cliche even when i was seeing it in theaters but i was like it's fine
1: I, I have like no depth perception, so 3D really doesn't work for me on movies. So everyone's like, wow, the 3D was good. I was like, the 3D wasn't good. And apparently, that's the only thing that was carrying this movie because the story kind of sucks and the acting definitely did.
0: So, it's really long, too. It was it's like, so long. just like an hour longer than it needed to be.
1: Yeah. Anyway, the real contender, the really important one that was the last uh, one for the UbiSoft showcase was Mario and Rabbit's Spark of Hope. The Mario and the Raving Rabbits are teaming up again, and now they're in space. And this was the game that was like XCOM, uh, Mario and Rabbits like game. Hard pass. It I looks lo- good.
0: I know you were going to say that. I was. Gonna, I don't know. The it, Rabbits never did it for me, but I think no, it's not at all. Did they come from Rayman? Uh, Rayman. And I was going to say, yeah. like, is Rayman even in the picture at all? No. Why isn't it Rayman and Mario? It, like, I'd be more interested if it was that.
1: So it's like Wario. You know how Wario got spin off into WarioWare games, where they're all like very mini game centric stuff. Yeah, that's what happened with the rabbits. The rabbits got a spin off where it's like the Raving Rabbits, like mini games or whatever. And then that just that was a consistent moneymaker for Ubisoft. But I don't think there was a beloved fan base for it. It was just like, yeah. oh. hey, I bought my grandma a Wii, and I need something to buy her. Like here's a mini game game. And then the Raving Rabbits, the first game did well, and it played well, and it reviewed well. Like and i don't think anyone really gives a shit about the rabbits it's just an excuse for mario to be in something outside of nintendo and kind of experimenting with a different genre of like the tactics like sort of xcom style of gameplay and like it still looks good <laughs> that people God making it. it this is the fr- this was the only sho- uh, only game i saw showcased where i actually gave a shit about the developers that were talking about it cuz they seemed really passionate and upbeat and were having fun as everyone else was like I'm here so my company doesn't shoot me dead in the street. God damn it. Yeah, okay, well,
0: I'll I'll give you that. Yeah.
1: So, like, these guys actually seem to really enjoy it. And, like, the first game got a lot of attention because the main, the head developer of it was seeing it premiere in E3, and he was, like, crying in the audience because he was so happy. And I was like, it's endearing as hell. And, like, that's fun. It looks silly and fun. And it's, like, kind of taking the piss out of Mario, where Mario's, like, Mario's objectively silly and absurd, but they still try to play it as serious. In every Mario game except for paper Mario games. But I like, just
0: can't forgive them for making me see this like Rabbids rabbit version Peach. of Peach. Yeah, yeah, it just it's it's
1: too much. Instead of rabbits, see them as the Muppets, and it might be a little easier to play with. God like, Ah, oh, it's it. Gonzo and Miss Piggy, and Kermit. Like. But like I I don't I didn't play the first one. I doubt I'll play this one. But like it looks fun if you want like an easy kind of tactics turn-based game and they're like hey it's got characters you like it's got characters you might not like but who knows yeah. maybe they grow on you maybe you learn to love them but like
0: i don't know which i fun. hate more rabbits or minions i feel like minions. we we have Capcom no versus capcom versus uh namco or all that or what is yeah. it again uh, yeah namco. but yeah uh, th- we should get some minions versus rabbits i would be super into that game
1: wait are you talking about capcom versus marvel
0: oh yeah that's what i meant the video game and you
1: want it so I won't argue that the rabbits are the minions of the video game world. That's a fair comparison. They are. They're not as obnoxious, but they also haven't been as commercially successful as the minions have. That is what made the minions so annoying, right? Um, but I don't know. I don't see. I don't see wine moms getting drunk on Facebook, toting anti-vaccine conspiracy theories with rabbit <laughs> memes. So really? I don't hate them nearly as
0: much. <laughs> okay, good point. All right. Well, that's, I guess, how we're going to end this episode. Yeah. Uh, but let's oh. wrap this one up and do some plugs. Right, Real you quick one. Else?
1: Yeah. Not, not video game related, but just for us and for Pat Johnson. Castlevania is getting a spinoff yeah. series with uh, Richard Belmont or Richter Belmont. So hell yeah. Nice. We more Castlevania.
0: It. I loved how that series wrapped up and it was like fantastic, but obviously I would want more. So if they're doing a spinoff, sign me up.
1: I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad the story's done, and it's different characters, but we're still going to get more, like, of that series, so Hell I'm yeah. excited.
0: Very cool. Good idea to bring that up before we go into plugs. In fact, uh, tell our listeners where they can find you on the internet, Brent. Find me on Twitter, abtsbrynn, and I don't
1: do anything much really with it. Twitter sucks. Uh, but I also got another podcast called Are We There Yet, where we watch three episodes of an anime or an anime movie, give our opinions of it, as well as a recap It's a good jumping in point to see if it's a series that you might be interested in. Uh, We also kind of take the piss out of a lot of stuff. So it's like, let me hear what the hype is about Bleach. And you listen to me rant for an hour and a half about it and be like, all right. That was at least just something fun to shit on. Um, Our most recent episode, uh, as of this, will be Children of the Whales. But then our episode next week is a big one. It's Neon Genesis Evangelion. We did it for Father's Day. Oh, damn. Father's Day special because... Uh, Genndy, uh, uh, God, Shinji's dad is just oh, one Gendo. of us. Oh, Gendo, yeah. Gendo, uh, Ikari, Gendo Ikari, that's it, is one of the just single-handedly worst human beings and fathers in media of all time.
0: Yeah, I just don't even understand how his character could be based off of anyone in all in reality. Like, he just sucks so hard.
1: I realize he's just Elon Musk without the memes and oh, the Twitter Oh, Jesus. Account. Wow. He's just, he's undeniably brilliant and truly unhinged sociopath that should not be in the position of power he is in
0: that makes sense yeah no definitely looking forward to that I'm glad you guys are getting to some of the big ones Cowboy Bebot not long ago and uh, Evangelion let's go uh listeners if you like our show give us a like follow subscribe we're findable at all the places at abt silence uh specifically twitch.tv slash uh abt silence is where i'm doing a lot of twitch streaming uh yeah check out the vod if you missed the uh unboxing event that's happened that happened on saturday and then this week on Wednesday at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time is going to be our very first just chatting stream. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, just stop in, say hi, uh, ask me anything uh, within reason. Uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, what is uh, turn number? God damn it! Uh, two? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but two? No. Uh, <laughs> How old are you? No, <laughs> it's only just the number two. Uh, but no. <laughs> Uh, and then if you like our intro and outro music, it's by a band called Kinda Alright. Head over to KindaAllright.bandcamp.com for more music from them. And my record label is missedoutrecords.com if you want to hear some music that I've put out on vinyl and cassette. But that's all for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Hope to see you guys next week. See ya. See ya.